takeover. The break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J Hope. The takeover, this the hater makeover. If you got clicks with Slim, I suggest you stay sober. Takeover, yeah, the break's over. I'm the god of freestyle, bitch. I'm from the globe. This is episode 27 of the Takeover Podcast Show titled Truth Music, I Speak the Truth. Truth Music is a hip-hop artist from Shreveport, Louisiana. He is currently working on this new album right now called Bands. We got a chance to catch up with Truth Music and invite him over to the studio to ask him about his hip-hop career, the hip-hop scene in Shreveport, his opinion about what's going on in hip-hop, and we asked him about his beloved Lakers. So sit back and enjoy episode 27 of the Takeover Podcast Show titled Truth Music, I Speak the Truth. What's up, what's up, Takeover Podcast Show. This your boy, Superstar P. And tonight, you know, we got our regular special guest. We finally got Badass Billy back in the studio. What's up, man? What's up, man? It's good to be back. Back, man, you've been MIA. Yeah, I'm on maternity leave, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your maternity leave is up. It's time for your ass to get back to work, man. <laughs> so, so you know, we all know you got a newborn son. How's that been going, man? It's been real good, just you know, no sleep, and you know, my sleep getting better. Then, all of a sudden, this week, he's been teething real hard, so I've been getting like maybe. Three hour tops. Cause he been waking up real quick. He may get two hours in between time. Uh huh. So teething, going through this teething process. Them guns get to itching. And he get to crying and yelling, and I'm up. And then when he goes to sleep, I'm still up. <laughs> so you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you know our, our special guest. He up here nine like yeah, man. I'm going through the same thing. <laughs> So, uh, special guest, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, what's going on, man? This is Truth Music. Uh, I'm here with the Takeover Podcast. Let's get it going. Truth Music in the building, man. We finally got a chance to get you in here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, the schedule been jam-packed. We've been going to Houston and doing all kind of stuff. But I said, man, let me go ahead and get Truth Music in here because no he, well, he, he is the truth. You hear me? He is the truth. Thank you. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Oh, yeah, man. We appreciate you coming through. So, hey, one of the main things we like to do on the podcast is sure. talk about sports. So what cool, we going to cool. do, we going to start off with some sports, and then we get to your music and what you're doing right no now. No doubt, no doubt. Let's do that. So um, what, what <laughs> you want first, your Lakers or your Cowboys? Man, you 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 pick it. I'm ready. Let's let's get it. Hold on, hold on. Did you say Lakers? He said Lakers. Like I said. Let me ask said, you this. Let me ask you this. You know, because. Most Laker fans like myself, were you just a Kobe fan or you a true Okay, Laker I'm going to be completely honest. Just like I told him earlier, um, I was a Kobe fan. Okay, now, yeah, now yeah, yeah. I, I, I was get a, you. I was definitely a Kobe fan. I no get you. Lie. I, I was get a Kobe you. fan. I get yeah. you. I get you. But the Cowboys, I, I don't understand that. Man. <laughs> hey, man, born and raised in it, man. Born and raised in it. Father, you know, brought me up on the Cowboys. So it's, it's literally all I knew. So, so. this is what we're going to do. We're going to start with the worst and then go up to the first. Okay. So we're going to start with the Lakers right uh, now yeah, since they're doing, doing the worst. Yeah, but it's all right. So what's going on out there at Lake Show Land? Man, right now we just, we're trying to, you know, we got a bunch of young pieces. So we're trying to, you know, build this thing back up. I, I think 
they're trying to develop these young boys uh, and get, you know, probably like some type of veteran there to kind of, you know, mesh it together. I think that's what they're trying to do. But it's just taking some time. You know, they're trying to build in the draft, get get pieces together. And they got a, a good young nucleus. But uh, right now, man, it takes more than just, you know, a bunch of scores. Y'all got to play together as a unit. And it definitely has to have somebody to be that it factor. If you look at, like, the history of the Lakers, they always had stars to come in and kind of take over, uh, whether it be Kareem and, uh, you know, Magic. You know, they had a bunch of stars. Probably why they call them Showtime. Mm -hmm. But um, in in the case of Kobe, he was that it factor. Y'all know that, that face, that superstar to come in, take over, make the big shot. Uh, you know, make players better. Because a lot of people don't give him credit uh, for making other guys better. He made a lot of dudes step up, man. Oh, man. You know what I'm man, saying? Man, like, over here, man. Yeah. This guy <laughs> talking some sense. Yeah, he made a lot here, of man. dudes step up, man. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, But that's what they're doing, I think. I think they're trying to build like up that young nucleus they got, and then they're going to go uh, to getting a superstar, somebody to be that guy. Or one of these boys going to have to step up. Because if not, they're going to have to literally do a clean house. This is my thing with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They're in a perfect spot. And they in a, they can go from a worse to first, you know, type thing right now. With for this sure. coming up summer. It's a big, big summer for the Lakers. Right. Mm-hmm. First, they got the lotto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They get that top three pick. That's a chance to get Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I've been hearing that. You get Lonzo Ball. <laughs> been hearing that. Plus, you can get rid of some of these guys, some of these pieces, and you can go push and bring home a L.A. kid, mm-hmm. Paul George. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you got a big man out there floating around that's going to be a free agent too. Right. DeMarcus Cousins. Right. Mm-hmm. From the Pelicans. Yeah, so you... You can go from a worst to first type thing right here. All call, you know, just it really comes down to the ball, like the lotto. Sure. The lotto is the big thing. If they get that top three pick, that means they get to keep their pick. It doesn't go to the Celtics. That means they got a chance to draft Lonzo Ball. I mean, you can trade some of those guys off and maybe trade a future first round pick to the right. Pacers. Bring in PG. And, you know, shoot some money at DeMarcus Cousins and see will he take the bait. I'm kind of scared of the the PG uh, trade simply because every time that he's been in a big moment, okay, and this is another thing that kind of I wasn't impressed impressed with, when he kind of looked at his player in the playoffs and was kind of like, I should have shot that ball. I mean, first off, I know Kobe Bryant is a superstar. And I know Kobe wants to take that final bucket. But – have you ever heard Kobe Bryant say that to any of his players? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, well, nah, man. Not after you shouldn't have shot. Like, I'm saying publicly. Publicly. Now no, he no, may. No, now no, he no, may no, have no. gave him a little tap on the shoulder, like after the thing. Remember, Nobody knew anything. I remember he told Rick Fox. They said it was a story. They were uh, watching film after a game, and Kobe was basically like triple team in a corner. Mm-hmm. And he pulled up, took the shot, took a three point shot, and Rick Fox was like, "Man, like." Do you think, uh, you know, he, I've got a word it, but right, basically right, right. Kobe said, I'm better than you, and no, I don't think you would have made the shot. So, that's for, therefore, I just took it myself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, wow, man. Lord, wow. Know, that, wow. I mean, but, that's, I mean that's, that's crazy. Rick was like, you know, I can't argue with that. Right. He is speaking the truth, but I ain't Kobe could have picked. I feel right. like Paul George is growing, and he hasn't, like, 
He got he can got the game to become a superstar. Oh, it, without a doubt, he's what you would call a star, not a superstar. Not a superstar. A star. He got he has the game to become a exactly. superstar, but he doesn't have exactly. the mental exactly. aspect to become a full blown superstar. He got to develop it up Definitely. mentally. Definitely, he, yeah. He's off and on. He's not consistent, and he's my favorite player in the league right now. He's not very consistent. Really? Wow. If he gets consistent with it and get the mental factor up there, right? Paul George can be a top ten player. He, he definitely has five. game. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to discredit, you know, anything of that nature. Like, uh, as far as can he play the game? Like, dude is talented. He can play the game. Um, I just when I look at it uh, from the standpoint of the way he played in that series, and this is a stage now where you're going to be playing guys like LeBron, who's big time. You're going to be playing guys like that, and you have to step up and, you know, be that figure in your locker room. So I'm saying if he comes over to the Lakers, we're going to expect him. People, you know, we can say, well, he he ain't going to be Kobe, but we're going to expect him to be Kobe. And most Laker fans are going to expect him to be Kobe. He comes over there. I give you this factor, too. I mean, you know, the front office does play a lot of part on how that team basically work and how to set up chemistry and, you know, just bring a team together because they're really picking the guys to come in and make a bond to make these personalities fit to become a machine. You no know? doubt, yeah. I don't think Larry Bird, like Larry Bird had it mm-hmm. when he had Hibbert, West, George, uh, Hill, and Stevenson. The solid Pacers team that, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Had, he had like a core group of guys that, mm-hmm. you know, hey, we're gonna be the David Whistle. I'm the muscle. I'm the tough guy. The defensive player. I'm the hard. N- and then you let we can let Paul be Paul. Right, right. And we don't have to make Paul be a leader quite yet. You know, you don't have to be a vocal leader and handle some more stuff. I don't think Larry Bird put that team together the right way this year. Yeah. Uh, then they tried to bring Lance Stevenson back, like that was really gonna do something. But uh, yeah, too late. And then uh, I, <laughs> I think Magic, Magic's gonna like. With Magic Tulich over Paul George, yeah. helping him, and I mean, then you got Kobe Bryant on speed dial mm-hmm. to come in and give him a little few factors, you know. Big pickup by the Lakers uh, so, to get Magic in there. I agree. So it's agree. It's, it's, it's gonna be a big summer for the Lakers, man. We gonna see, yeah. We, we gonna see. We, Lake we, show. Lake show. We, we gonna see. We gonna see what the Lake Show yeah, yeah. is gonna yeah, do. As long as you know, anybody, <laughs> everybody know in history. I don't like the Lakers. I, you know, I, I did right when in the 80s because in the 80s, he was either Celtics or Lakers. He was with the brothers or the white boys. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I wrote with the brothers, but, right, you know, right, as Jordan right. came along and all that, all right. that dynamic changed. changed. Game, right. Now, I'm going to ask you to this because mm-hmm. I know y'all are two big-time Kobe fans. Right. And me, I respect this game. I've always respected this game. I always love watching him on TV. No doubt. But as far as being a fan, a fanatic, not so much. I mean, I'm not hating on the man. That yeah, that, yeah. that was just me. I you know, you right. know. I I ride with the cane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh-huh. so with that being said, Prince. and not saying that you two <laughs> do it, but why do so many Kobe fans hate on LeBron to prop Kobe up when Kobe don't need no extra props to be propped up? His his status and his career speaks for itself. And you see a lot of people will, on the Kobe post, put down LeBron on the post of Kobe. Well, you don't even have to do that because the man, to me, people argue me down. I'm not a Kobe fan. I say he's top five. And a lot of people say he's not. Right. To me, he right. is. So 
just from y'all perspective, why is that? Well, one, either one of you can go first. Yeah. It makes me no different. If you want to go? You can go ahead, man. All right, nah, I, I, I was just gonna say, uh, between both of them, because we got some some heavy LeBron heads too. The ones that will not let it go. You know, like like the fact that LeBron is what he is in the finals as far as his record win to loss ratio. Okay, like it, it it's not great, but okay, it's not great. It's not great now, but. You know, people who are LeBron heads will argue you down that it's it's still more impressive than you know Kobe for sure. Wait, 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 then they wait, go wait, as wait, far wait. as so they saying LeBron's three and four record is more impressive than Kobe's five and two. Look now, see fan, th- those are not students are, of the yeah, game. Right, those right. are people that watch well, basketball. I'm, I'm, let me let me let me go yeah, ahead. Go, and yeah, I'm go gonna ahead, tell go you the reason why they say that because for one, oh LeBron didn't have without Shaq. Kobe wouldn't have is. no ring. There it is. Without getting Paul Gasol and Andrew Bonham, Kobe wouldn't have well, no rings. I, well, let, let's say this. Without Pippen, Jordan didn't have no rings. Oh, for sure. Bird had Parrish, DJ, no. Mikael, no, no, and all this. I mean, you can keep it going. Don't, keep, don't even get yeah. started on I mean, we talking about, you know, that era was Hall of Famers. You everywhere. name me. Everywhere. everywhere. You name yeah. me one superstar that won it by himself. It's not. Now, maybe the closest, not being a homer. Mm-hmm. Now, Dirk didn't have no all-stars in that team when, him, when they won it. No. But he had a bunch of a bunch good of veterans players. That was you know solid, though. That might be the closest thing. But other than that, you can't win it by yourself. No, you can't. You know, I mean, D-Wade damn near did, but the referees helped his ass out. <laughs> another podcast. Anyway. Uh, somebody salty about the day. All right, all right, all right. I'm, anyway, I'm another, <laughs> another, I, I can create a whole podcast right, off right, the 2006 right, series right, alone. I hate you. I hate you. But, but I anyway. Hate you. But go, but I, mean, I didn't mean to cut you off, B.A., no, but go yeah, ahead. I mean, that, that's the reason why they say that, man. It, yeah. it kills me. Like, come, that I understand that now. Come yeah. on, man. Like, if that dude game was set up for him to spread the ball around mm-hmm. and to be more of an all-around player, you don't think he could do it? Right, right, right. That's if uh, like that, yeah. Like, and they always get on Kobe about shooting the ball. But look who he had on his team. Come on. He better right. shoot it. All right. Do, All right. Do you remember the playoffs? I'm not knocking Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher was a great like role player as far as the point guard position. <laughs> um, I'm talking about these last two championships in 09, you know, 2010. He had Andrew Bynum, Paul Gasol, Trevor Ariza, mm-hmm. Derek Fisher, mm-hmm. and uh, of course himself. All right, so. Bynum and Gasol, they switched out. They kind of like sub for each other. He, in lost, he lost a reason, then he got Artis. Exactly. When he got Artis, who joined forces because he knew he wanted to win a ring. Um, yeah. But uh, what I'm saying is, is that he, if he wanted to, if Kobe wanted to be a facilitator, he could be a facilitator. That's all I'm trying to say. He chose to be dominant as far as the scoring aspect because he knew they needed it. And then, I mean... Say what you want. Go ahead. Jerry West mm-hmm. made that trade because he's seen something in Kobe, right? Oh, for and sure. He didn't see no, he didn't see no, you know, no, you're going to come in. I see Mike. I see Michael. Uh, he, he had he to see him. that, man. He saw him. He, he had to see that. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made the trade. That's true. That's true. And, 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 and I mean, man, Kobe he molded it. That kind of molded his game. Hey, man, all that, you know, passing and all that. Facility. No, we need you to score. Right. Lock somebody up. Right, right. And over the years, it showed. Mm-hmm. He gonna score. He gonna give you thirty. 
and he going to lock somebody up. Right, right, right. If anybody say the dude can't play defense, he guarded the best dude every night. Every night. I mean, in and, in mm-hmm. and out. Like, he did. He really did. I, I mean, impressive resume. And to be honest, um, Kobe's uh, literally like a Mount Rushmore type player, y'all. I mean, like, let's just call it for what it is. Yeah, you don't get no arguments, yeah, no arguments like, from like, me. Like I said, I'm yeah. not a Kobe fan, but I can call a spade a spade easily. But what I don't want to do, I don't want to downplay what LeBron has done. Going to the finals that many times straight is literally, like, it's impressive. It's very impressive. But um, to say that he, at this point, right now, I'm talking mm-hmm. about right now, at this point to say he's greater than Kobe Bryant, all right, let's just pump the brakes. Let, let's just, I, I, let's just I, pump I will, the brakes. I will, I, will, I will agree with that because – let, let's let's wait till his career is finished, and then we that's can what I'm then saying. we can we can run the numbers yeah. and compare the yeah. two and all that. And that's that's one of my other things I had that that, that was really like I, it kind of made me just not dislike LeBron. Don't get me wrong, LeBron on his way in the league, yeah, he's impressive. He came out impressive, right? But like you was trying to crown LeBron while Kobe was in the middle of his prime. How how can you do that? How, how'd you? How'd you do? How? I agree. I how? agree. They were they were saying he was the wrong. king yeah. when Kobe Bryant was still Bryant. the man in the I, league. I, I think. Okay, I mean LeBron came in with more hype than anybody ever came in in yeah, the NBA. I agree. That's Period. true. Yeah, that's true. Anybody. That's I don't care who you name. Yeah, LeBron came true. in. I mean that you had ESPN. The chosen one. Yeah, had, he was the chosen one. one. That's what they called. And he was the chosen one. The the king. I think it all rolled into the King James. Name, you know, the King James version of the right. Bible and all that. I don't think they was trying to say he was the king because he wasn't the king at the time. To me, Kobe was the king at the time right. and stayed for a good while to LeBron supplanting him. Hold on, before before you go, I'm gonna give you somebody else who, at this point in time, I'm, y'all may agree, y'all may disagree, mm-hmm. that they were saying were bet was also better than Kobe. Who? They had put out that Tracy McGrady was all better right, than Kobe. Right. Let's that let's time. establish something. All right. T-Mac was a, a player that gave Kobe fits on some nights. Oh, I'm not, I, I yeah, yeah, that. right, right, right. I, that's no yeah, disagree. yeah, right, right. So we understand that T-Mac was a great player, mm-hmm. but we'll never know because back issues like derailed his career. So at the end of the day, we won't know if he would have been greater than Kobe in any aspect because we didn't see enough game. We saw that he had potential. Right. Right. Because, right. I mean, you look at his game and you see what he's done. You go, OK, wow, man, this, this dude can shoot the ball really well. He has hops. He can play the game. I mean, you know, he was good. I think the uh, San Antonio game when when he scored like 13 points in and, like 30 yeah, seconds yeah, or something, yeah. which, yeah, which, was, which was which was astronomical. Yeah. yeah like, like, where did that come from? That type of thing. Now. We saw the potential, but to say, right, I remember that. I remember that. To say he was better than Kobe, because at the time, how many rings did Kobe have? I think three. Come on. Like, 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 don't do that. Like, don't, like, don't. Come on, y'all, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Off one for Shaq, he wouldn't have nothing but two rings. All right, let's establish something. The same way y'all always bringing up Shaq inside of that argument, this is the thing that I say. Without Shaq, Kobe wouldn't have won the rings. True. But without Kobe... Shaq wouldn't have won those rings. I, I'm, I'm with it. He yeah, didn't win it, <laughs> didn't win it with Penny. Exactly, and Penny was it. pretty good, wasn't he? But he couldn't get it done. Couldn't now, get it done. Back, to right. the, back to the Tracy McGrady thing. Go now, ahead. yeah, yeah. I will say, Tracy McGrady was a better athlete than Kobe, 
Athlete, just pure athlete. It's not hey. too many. Not, it's, not, it's only two more that I can name off the top of my. Yeah, man. Well, that, that, in that era, there's a better athlete. That, in that era, that that team. Oh yeah, yeah. Now a pure athlete, I probably named ten people. That's probably better at athlete mm-hmm. than Kobe. Kobe was just. He's a well-rounded player. He was just. A, I mean, a, that just call it what it is. Was he could jump. A, he could shoot. A well-rounded. Yeah, I mean, he could do everything. But he'll great. Freak, he'll freak you out with a with a player. dunk or something. Yeah. To show off his athleticism. Kobe yeah, exactly. had the skills and the mentality that made him great. Mm-hmm. You and know, that, and that's one thing. The Jordan mentality, man. You gotta well, have. It. Some people say his mentality was. Was more feisty and more rugged than Jordan. Yeah, Ooh. when you look at it, when Man, you look at it, like Kobe had a fire. Yeah, that's why I really. But I, I think the fire, him, like I think the fire came from chasing Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, that, yeah, you know what I mean. And when that man can say that man can, I mean, you've seen it. You've seen it the, the finals when Chris Rock is over there cracking jokes with him, right. trying to get, and he don't even see Chris Rock. No, dude is on now. He wants to win, man. You know what I mean? And and that's one of the issues I have with LeBron. I told you about that clutch factor, didn't I? I, I told you about it. Me, like in the games, do you ahead, get that, that vibe from LeBron? Like when you watch him play, do you get, man, this dude, like at any moment he feels like he'll take over this thing, I, I like right you, now. I tell you what, this is my biggest thing with LeBron. You just now learning how to do this maybe two or three years back. The end of your Miami run mm-hmm. LeBron could have been dominating the league long time ago Six, if eight. he ever 260 would have figured right. out how to just take his butt to the block now you just now finishing it you just now figuring it out right and that lets me know like man you weren't really mentally focused on your game like you should have been mm-hmm. like I mean everybody thought Kobe was crazy when he went to, flew down to Houston and you know, went to Akeem Olajuwon's gym in his backyard and had the dream down there teaching him, you know, footwork on the yeah, block. Post, post moves, moves, yeah. Couple summers go by, everybody and their mama flying down there. This dude was ahead of the game. Exactly. You know, the Le- LeBron in the clutch. This is what I, this is what I would probably say about that. Um, a lot of people look at clutch as making the absolute last shot of the shot within the last ten seconds. Now, I've seen LeBron make a lot of plays in the last minute, minute and a half, to set up the person in that position to make that last clutch shot. Sometimes, yeah, he does pass the ball where I think he should shoot it. But I've never seen a time where he didn't make the right basketball play to the open man, you know. And that's his mentality. He's more magic than Mike. Well, uh, that, that his, his, his gift, his greatest gift is his greatest curse. Mm-hmm. That too. Because sometimes, okay, yeah, I understand you got to make the right basketball play. But come on, dude. Let's, let's just be real. Yeah. I've seen Kobe not you, make the right basketball play. You want to you wanna, you wanna <laughs> dribble drive, suck to win, and kick it out to J.R. Smith? Yeah, that's what he wants to do. Really? And majority of the time, that's what he wants to do. And what this is what I, this is another thing, and I can bring this up, and I want to see what y'all think about this. Tell me why um, all right, LeBron, like I said, I, I kind of guessed this. He's about 240. Right. I give it to two, about two fifty five. Yeah, okay. you think right. like me okay. two fifty five. So, if LeBron wanted to, he can go to the rim and literally get there and either lay the ball up or get fouled every time he goes to the rim. Am mm-hmm. I right about that? Yeah, true. So literally, if y'all agree with that, that means that every time the clutch 
moment is on, LeBron could go straight to the rim and either get fouled or lay the ball up, right? Once now, but gets to that free throw line, he does not know how to shoot clutch free throws. If Kobe Bryant give you that. went to that line, if Michael Jordan went to that line at the clutch moment, they needed okay. two free throws, y'all lost. You knew you lost. And, and you know what? I, I, somebody else said that because like uh, on the Chris Broussard podcast, I can't think of the name of it. They had the topic right there with the LeBron's greatest fan. I say that dude, that uh, analyst, Nick Wright and Chris Broussard. One thing that, that you know, basically a weakness in – LeBron's game is his free throw shooting. Right. His career free throw shooting, I think he's like 70-some percent. And, you know, Jordan was like in the mid-80s, almost 90%. Mm-hmm. And that's well, that's another thing. He he does do that. He passed the ball to avoid that free throw line a lot. That comes down to the, where to the, to the, you know, the gut-wrenching time. Shows that he – I say he wants to pass it because it's a chance that he will get fouled. It's debatable, but think about I mean, that. I mean, think you know, I mean, think about it, it, it is what it is. So let, let, let's switch gears real quick. Man. All right. we, we could be, we keep going about That's this all night. Very true. Very the, true. the main focus is we want to know about truth music, the artist. Straight let, up, let, let's get the truth music, the artist. No doubt. No doubt. So, um, how did you become involved in the whole, you know, hip hop scene, you know, get started? Well, um, f- let's let's uh start from the beginning. Um, my my father was a DJ, okay, and my my brother happened to be a a rap artist as well when I was growing up, and uh, he I, I would call it more like street poetry, uh, because you know um that's the type of your music he kind of you know brought forth. But I was always around music. But growing up, uh, I love basketball, sports. I love sports. That's what I was into. I didn't want to do music. It wasn't until my brother. Uh, kind of, I don't know, looking up, I, I guess you could say I I was looking up to my brother so much so that he kind of made me want to get into music because I saw how passionate he was about it. So literally, one day I walked to my brother and I told him, hey, um, hey man, I want to I want to be a rapper. I want to I want to do this. I want to show that I can now I got a story to tell and I'm I'm a kid I'm 14 years old but I'm telling him that I got a story to tell I ain't really lived nothing I've seen a few things but I, you know uh my sister had just passed away I felt like I had a story so I wanted to rap you know what I'm saying and uh he kind of gave me this look as if he was saying man you know start playing basketball you know go back to the court so literally <laughs> we were talking about sports and stuff about chasing uh the goat I was kind of chasing approval of my brother. Like I wanted him to look at me and go, man, you, you did it. Like you, you said you were going to do it and you put your mind to it and got it. And once I uh, got that approval, um, you know, I think that's still kind of part of why I'm like so hungry towards my music now is because that's always on my back. Like I still not only want to impress my brother, but everybody that uh listens to my music. I want to impress everybody. When y'all hear it, y'all should, you know, feel uh the same way my brother did uh about my music. You should be wild. Like, hey man, this is uh this is pretty dope, you know, coming from, you know, a artist uh from Shreveport. So I that's that's how it started. And that's where the motivation behind me even getting into music kind of came from. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. So I, I noticed that in your music, you don't really use profanity, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So so is that a conscious decision or that's something you say like, man, when I make music, I'm just not going to just curse, period. Or that's, you know. Yeah. What, what, what um, brought that on? Well, uh, actually, uh, before, I, I would say about four years ago, um, I got rebaptized and uh, I committed my life to Christ. So uh, me being a Christian, I changed my mentality on what I felt like should be in my music. I didn't say I was going to stop making music because I was a Christian. But what I did say was, is that you being a Christian, you are a representation of Christ. So you're not perfect. No, but the way you present yourself in front of people, you should always present yourself um, at a high standard. And, and I look at these kids, by the way, you know, working around children, I know that they take stuff and they run with it, man. You know, and I have a son now. I don't want him growing up, you know, listening to my music and going, hey, man, it's okay to just curse, call women out of their name, um, you know, and try to live this life that you don't live, killing drugs, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I just wanted to not only make God proud of what I'm doing, but everybody that listens to my music, especially um, the children who are coming up and want to do music. I wanted to influence them uh, and, and make it uh, to where they can go. Hey man, I don't got to cuss uh, to be dope. I can literally be dope with the words that I speak on. I got a, a extensive vocabulary and I can speak. I, I know how to talk. So, I mean, if you're going to judge me for knowing how to talk, cool. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, that's what it was. So literally my faith um, is what changed that dynamic for me. So how do you feel right now with the way hip hop is? Like for for you just saying right. that and putting right, right. it back on that. Like you know these dudes they're basically just talking about killing folks and mm-hmm. getting high, you know, in real life they're not doing none of right, this. Right, so right, right, right. Like how do you feel about that? Like you know they basically feeding these kids lies and right, fixing stories. Well, to be, to be quite honest, um, I, I don't like it. I don't. Um, because I look at it uh, like it's probably why a lot of these children are leaning uh, towards the way that they're leaning. Um, it was already difficult for me growing up in the hood. I know all about, you know, that lifestyle. I just chose not to live it. It's a difference. You know, um, I, I was around it. Brother was a blood. I mean, I I saw it. My father was on drugs. I I seen that that you know dynamic. So I understood that. And when I think about children and what they're listening to now, uh, out here, man, it's just it, it puts me in a space where it's just like, man, you know what? I need to be the one to keep on pumping that positivity out. I need to be the one to showcase that, um, we can you know change uh the way kids view music um but i mean just to answer your question i don't like the way that a lot of the artists are using this platform for negativity so to speak because you can get off your struggle your pain what you went through your lifestyle without the way that they're doing it 
And plus, you know, I just I, I grew up on on uh just you know hip hop music that ha- actually had substance. So you talk about something when when I'm when I'm listening to it, you're actually hearing something and understanding you know what the person is saying. It's not the mumble rap that we're used to hearing now on the radio uh, continuously. And it's a few artists in the game that are, are, are you know, hip hop, uh, Kendrick Lamar and all these guys, J. Cole. You know, it's a lot of people that still make hip hop music. And, you know, you listen to it and you go, wow, you know, these guys, you know, they actually rap about something. They have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is it's being oversaturated with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you hearing these guys and, you know, you proud whenever you see. Like uh, I heard his album, Kendrick Lamar's new album. I think it went platinum, and Cole's album before that went platinum. So I'm I'm thankful for that because it lets me know that hip hop is still here, and and there are listeners who want to hear hip hop. There there are because they wouldn't have went platinum if yeah, like you like, know what I'm saying. Like that record, humble. It, 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 be humble. Be humble. Be know, humble. That 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 record right now to me is big. Right influential, now, influential, man. He's telling people, be humble. Exactly. Nobody's humble, man. Everybody fake. Oh man, you know, <laughs> everybody. That, that's what it's all about. It's like, yeah, it's no humble. Fake, man. And they they rapping the song, but they not living a humble lifestyle. And at the end of the day, I mean, just to take it a step further, I mean, that's biblical. You are supposed to be meek, humble, lowly. That should that's supposed to be your demeanor. You don't have to be over overly cocky. You know what I mean? And you don't praise yourself. Let other, others do that. You know what I mean? You don't. So at the end of the day, you know, um, me personally, man, I, I like I always say, um, don't follow me, man. Follow God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm just out here doing what I believe uh, is right. Um, but especially in the music, man, like I said, I, I just feel like uh, a lot of the people could use the platform a little bit better. So if I got the opportunity... Um, I'm going to spread that positivity and my message, and hopefully people can relate to it, and uh, I can change some lives out here. That's real, real, man. That's real. That's real. A lot more like you. That's real. A lot more. I was was thinking, Mm -hmm. because I know I I, I went through some, I ain't going to say personal struggles with the podcast, but here's some of the points like, man, this ain't working. Right. You know, it's time to. To, to just kind of just hang this up. Mm-hmm. Have you got to a point in your rap career where like, man, I, I, this just I just can't pop or this ain't working the way I want to, and it, it's time to just I'm just gonna hang this up. You know, how you got to a point like, man, people, the right people ain't listening or whatever. Right. Like maybe I just need to just do something else. Have you, you know, have you got to that point ever? You know, before. Uh, to be honest, man, um, there have been moments. Um, uh, my father passed away. Uh, that was uh, a moment in my life where I kind of d- debated whether or not, you know, I even wanted to do it no more. Um, you know, it was a big deal there. And then <laughs> for a different reason, when my son was born, because my focus changed in a way. Right. It it made me want to be around him and not dedicate so much time to something else, but rather give him that time so for a while i stopped writing i had completely stopped writing when my son was uh on the way i stopped writing and when he got here i stopped writing for a while it wasn't until um 
literally, I think uh, about four months ago, I got back in the groove and was thinking to myself, hey, man, you know, my kid is is looking up to me. He wants to know that um, I know he's going to want to know this, you know, that his dad's not a quitter. Um, when he comes up and realizes what I've done, um, I want him to be uh, a role model to him. I want him to be impressed by what I have done. Um, and even if I don't succeed in, in this music game, I look at it as if, hey, man, at least I gave him my all. If I gave my all and I stayed true to who I am, then that's something I can live with. But I can't live with me going, man, you didn't give your all, though. I mean, if you probably would have gave your all, you might have made something happen with this. And that's going to eat me up every time that I think about it, you know, for the rest of my day. So I'm going to give him my all. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to continue to try to get it out, continue to try to get my uh, voice heard through this music. I'm thankful for the podcast, this one here. I mean, just giving me a platform to even talk a little bit about it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, man, you know, it's a blessing to be able to talk to the people. And y'all giving me a platform to talk. Hey, man, this is a humbling experience. And like I said, I'm just trying to um, really just continue to be a role model. And I want him to look up to me and say, uh, my dad's not a quitter. He's going to push. He's not going to give up. But I had moments is uh, what I'm saying. I've definitely had moments in my life where I was going to stop rapping. Yes, I have. But uh, it seems like the same thing that's that's kind of slowed me down in a way actually motivated me to keep going. Hmm. So, like, right now, like, uh, describing your music to me. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, for instance, if I never heard anything. Right. Like, who would you say, like, you kind of molded or you took mm-hmm. a little bit from their style? Right. Who would, that, who would that rapper be or who would that artist be? I, I think it's it's a, really a mixture um, because I, I, lo- I really loved so many artists coming up. But, I mean, to mesh it all together, I can give you a few names. Um, Outkast was huge to me by the difference, the cadences of how they spit. Um, huge influence on my life. Uh, Kanye West, college dropout, all kinds. To me, you know, just a classic feel. Now, from my brother's side, uh, the the grimy nature of it, um, Pac, Biggie. I came up on those type of people because my brother, he'd have these albums. He didn't know I snuck and listened to a bunch of them, but he'd have these albums, and I put them on, and they they inspired me to want to you know go harder. Um, and as of recent, um, just the musical genius behind what he does. I don't know if y'all know this guy, but his name is Ryan Leslie, and um, dude's like brilliant when it comes to yeah. the way he is a perfectionist in the studio is what I strive to be. I strive to be like just, you know, a hardworking, you know, perfection. I want my music to be top tier. And that's what I see in that guy. So it's kind of like, in a way, it's a mixture between all those guys. And of course, in the new school, uh, Cole, man, like the storytelling. I've always been a Cole fan, like, you know, since, you know, the mixtape days. So, um, like I said, um, those are just some names that, um, cause I I can't pick one and go, yeah, I'm 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 like this guy. I think when you hear my music, you should hear 
uh, a, a different like, you know, style for uh, a different situation. It's all about being versatile. And um, if you pinpoint, I mean, you know, if you put me right to a certain artist, it wouldn't be doing it justice. Like, because I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of all over with it, but those would be some names that I would kind of put in a pot of gumbo and say, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's true. That's like true. It. So you got, yeah. you got to go top five now. You got to give us your top five. Artists in the game. Oh boy. Got to give it to us. Uh, it, it doesn't have to yeah. be now. It, it don't have to be now, but your favorite, your top five. Oh, okay. Um, no particular order? No particular order. All right. Um, Eminem. Nas. Kanye West. J. Cole. I'm going to say Kendrick Lamar. That's a fire Ooh, that's top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. dangerous. You right got there. like, yeah. you just named like, like five geniuses. Yeah, you know and that and that's the kind of, but see, they 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 work so hard. Like, and see, okay, I can be honest now. J. Cole, if I if I put them uh, against each other, uh, like J. Cole and Kendrick, I would probably choose Cole because I just like the way he can make music a little bit better. Oh, yeah. But I love Kendrick. As Kendrick far as is more of the um, how can I put it, like empowering, like yeah, yeah, he wants to inspire you, right? Cole can inspire you, but he can tell you a story. That's like, what that you, that's that why. you familiar with exactly. Familiar with. Yeah. That, that's why it's such a big deal. So, but but I just want to establish that each one of those artists are like geniuses in their own right. Now, I've already named. Ryan Leslie, the reason I didn't say his name, I just want to establish this, is because Ryan Leslie is like a hybrid. He's one of those people that can play every instrument. He can rap and sing. So I didn't even want to put him in. Yeah, he's he's a, in his own category. He's a musically genius. There, like, there, I, there I didn't realize how much producing right. he has done for there a is. lot of music exactly. out there. And he's real big. And he just sit back, and then you, you can tell he's... You can tell. You can just tell. Have you seen him perform or something like that? You can just tell, like, okay, this dude got a lot of talent, but he kind of getting slept on because definitely people don't people don't want that. Basically. No, no, yeah, you know, real music is is a rarity now, man, and they don't really care about, uh, man, what kind of instruments are playing in the background of that instrumental? What what is he? Uh, what what actually happened to the process of making, you know, music? Um, quality. Every little thing is detailed. It's in his music though. Every little thing is detailed. And one of these days, you know, if I get that that backing, I, I would want my music to be detailed. Not right. just rhymes over a beat. I want it to be detailed. I want you to feel every aspect of the record because that's what it was when our parents listened to it, the way they kicked it to us and let us know that, man, you know, we, we were in the air with real music where you can hear instrumentation and, you know, all of these other yeah, things. You know what I'm that's saying? That's I love listening to Isaac Hayes. All you right. listen to Isaac Hayes? There it is. Music. Those, all those different hey, instruments, instruments in the background, yeah. man. So, now, what I did want to ask you about, yeah, go what, ahead, what go I want to touch on uh-huh. is... um. Like all the artists I've I've interviewed over here, uh-huh. there's something coming. There there is the 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 politics of I guess the Shreveport hip hop scene. I see with you know with the either the DJs mm-hmm. or the radio stations. Right, so right. When I'm gonna ask you to kind of touch on that, <clears throat> what's your feeling behind all you know the politics of it? 
Well, I mean, uh, all in all, man, my honest opinion towards uh, the music scene is uh, <laughs> really Rodney King related. Can we all just get along? Because uh, at the end of the day, man, um, we all are trying to do one thing. And that's make a living and provide for our individual households. That's what we're doing. Everybody. You may be trying to, you know, be on a higher scale. Like you may be trying to be, you know, famous and do that. Very wealthy and do that. But all everybody's trying to just take care of home that like be good. And how we all going to do that when we're so independent with everything? Everybody just wants to be that guy. And we can't have a city full of that guys. Somebody's going to have to be the the um the person to get us over the hump and then from there bring other people up bridge the gap come on you got to think about that because really that's the issue um everybody wants to be the guy in Shreveport man this guy's talented she's talented um he's talented you just you think about all and and no everybody that I'm I'm you know kind of kicking like that they are talent. It's a lot of talent in the city, right. but the issue is we're not supporting each other. Ricky Lat just came out with a CD. Hey, go support that. I should be able to go tell a friend of mine. Hey, my homie just uh, dropped the CD. You sh- you should really support that. You should really support that. I should support that. And you know what I think it is? I think people feel if you're not signed to somebody, oh, there must be something wrong with you. you uh, agree, agree. That's talent. And mm-hmm. that's not the case. Right. There's a right. lot of talent that's not signed. I mean, right. you got the indie movement going now that's real good. Agree. Just agree. because you're not signed to a label or you're not whipping a, a, a wraith or, or something mm-hmm. like that doesn't mean you don't have talent. And Either A, you just haven't found that person to discover you right. yet. Or B, you might not even want to go that route. Now, yeah, for you sure. You might just enjoy making music. Hey, you know I know a lot of people. I can use uh, Chance the Rapper as an example. He right now is an independent artist. Doesn't want to sign with anybody. He's making his money independently. I don't and he's blame making him. a great living off well, of what he's doing. You just got to look at it. Most of the guys that's really got the rapes and the, the Bentleys and the Mansions and mm-hmm. all that, they're not signed. Right, Most right, Most of those right. guys are independent mm-hmm. either they right. not signed or they were signed at one point and be like okay but i've all, done this most right, of the right. guys are like at the top of the game right now most of them well i ain't gonna say most but a, a select few mm-hmm. are independents right right i mean you know you got people i mean a bunch of people don't listen to this guy music or that i associate with like tech nine mm, tech yeah yeah independent artists making I his mean, money he's making his money uh, right. doing all these shows i mean but his fan base is like you know Kind of out there. Exactly. Some but they're loyal cats, to him. they loyal to Exactly. Him. And Chance, I mean, Chance is just an independent artist. I mm-hmm. mean, he put out some hits and he caught a fan base. That's what a lot of exactly. people realize. Like, man, if you put out a song that, that's, that's, that's jamming, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. catchy, or right, right, right. something that people want to hear, that's going to develop your fan base. That's all you need. Agreed. Is, 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 is that support. And the issue uh, that, that, you know, I'm seeing is, you know, when it comes to that support, most of those people that y'all are naming that are independent, that are doing really well, they have that support system. These radios are actually playing their records. Like, they probably didn't have to go inside of 
Um, I'm from, hey, I'm from Dallas. Dallas DJ, um, I have this record right here, man. Uh, I want you to check it out. Let me know if it's dope. If it's dope, I'm just asking that you play my record. They listen to it. It's hot. You know, it's a, it's a banger. It's one of those records. You know, I ain't saying that it's hip-hop. I ain't saying that it's trap, but it's hot. You know what, man? I'm going to play this record because I think it's dope. Just on a strength that is dope. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. And now it's in constant rotation. You didn't have to pay for nothing, you know, because classic radio back in the day, you, you went in. If it was dope, they played it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, what what know, we call breaking records. They well, break that, their record. That's another thing I, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Like being, you know, being, I'm not from Shreveport, but I understand. being in the city, mm -hmm. like, you know how most cities are known for how they break artists or yeah. how they get music around. That, that's it. You're you right. Know, you know, Atlanta, you from Atlanta, if your, if your song get played in the strip club. There it is. Okay. You, you got something. Like, I wonder what. What's gonna be Shreveport's niche? I mean, you know, it's it's a few <laughs> clubs, but I, what would be the niche? Well, technically, they've branded it as uh, we're already at a standstill. Um, we've been branded as Ratchet City. All right. See, I right. never wanted to be known uh, that. Hey, man, where you from? I'm from the Ratchet City. I never liked that. Yeah. Ever. Yo, man, I'm from Shreveport. You know, that that's where I'm from. Or if anything, you can go ahead and, you know, slang it up and say I'm from Port City. That's fine. But I never wanted to label it Ratchet City. It just sounds raunchy. It sounds like a place that they make nothing but, <laughs> you know, just, and, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it's doing a disservice to all the great women Exactly, here, exactly. You know? Because when you look at the title behind what a ratchet is, why would we want to call ourselves the Ratchet City? And why would women want to be proud to be from a city called Ratchet City? So, no, like, I, I just don't agree with that 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 logic. Whoever named it that, I, I just don't agree with it. Um, I'm from the Port City. I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah Port that's City, where I'm you know, from. that's cool. That's where I'm from. Right. So, at the end of the day, that's what you always hear me say. I will never back this Ratchet City movement. But to answer your question, what Shreveport niche, they have made it Coco's. If your records get played in Coco's, you are the, you know, you're the guy. You're the it factor. If your record is played in Coco Palace, you are the it guy. Because that's where our people are huddling into. They're going to Coco's every weekend. If your record is getting played every weekend, more than likely somebody has heard it in there. Now they're fans of yours. They want to come out. They want to, you know, be, uh, you know, a fan of yours. They want to be at every show that you do because they've heard your record in Coco's. But what I'm saying is, is that we need to be better at just. I don't have a. This is my thing. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, with a uh, radio station or a club not playing a record because it's not dope. I don't have a problem with that, fellas. If the record is not dope, I don't care if you are from here. If it's not dope, if it don't go hard, if it doesn't make the people, because there's two lanes. You can either be a club rapper where your record gets played in the club, or you can be the type of artist that your records are more radio. There is a difference. Sometimes they're both. But in this case, let's just talk about the club and the radio. If your record isn't dope, 
they shouldn't have to play that record. If they don't believe it's quality, something that will make the people nod their heads in the, in the, uh, the clubs or in the cars, they shouldn't have to play it. But if it's a banger, if it's something that is quality, it goes hard, they should play that record without even having, like, I've heard this so many times. Well, what you gonna what you gonna give me uh, to play this record? Why should I have to give you money to play a record? I'm from your city. You could think about this right now. If right now you played this record, and I the next day I I get signed and become this multimillionaire, you were the first person to break my record. I mean, you were the first one to break it before anybody else did it. But you don't know until you actually break these records and people aren't giving chances. I feel like to certain uh, artists, man. I mean, you know, we're we're picking and choosing who we feel should be on the radio on constant rotation. We're picking and choosing who we feel should be in the clubs on constant rotation. And that's fine when it comes to if it's dope or not. But it's an issue when you're just not playing it because, you know, what you're giving me type thing. Now, I would love to hear, because uh, I have some friends who are DJs, and they kind of give me the backstory on a lot of different things uh, as far as that goes when it comes to uh, why they select certain songs, why they don't select certain songs, if it's hot, if it's not. And at the end of the day, you got to make choices. But if you're asking me, from my standpoint on what I feel when it comes to quality music, y'all, if it's dope, y'all should play it. If it's not, you don't got to play it. And it shouldn't be, I got to pay you to do that. That's all. Right. And the only problem with that, the pay to do it, is because somebody initially started it off. Somebody hey, had man, to. Let me, I give you $500 to pay mm -hmm. this. And once you start getting that bag, mm -hmm. hey, it's a continue. Like, why should I play this for free when... I get I get five hundred dollars to play songs, so right, right, you know. And then what what I think the local radio should do. I, I don't listen to local radio. They might even do it now, but I don't even listen to local radio no more. Is go back to the the pump it and dump it. Mm -hmm. You play it, you let the fans decide. You exactly. let the public decide if they like it. You're keeping the rotation. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, this is whack. Well, I mean, and at, I at love least you, that. At least you gave it the opportunity. I love that. But you let the people decide it. Not the, not the biased DJ or whatever, or not the whoever, whoever's the radio person at the time. You let the public decide what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. If they say they play one of your singles, right. and people love it, All right. jam it, jam it. Right. Well, shoot, if that's what they want to hear, keep it going. Let's keep it going. I, I agree. I agree with that 110%. I mean, like I said, uh, and I want to establish something uh, in this interview. I want to say that 103 has played my single before. Okay. And that was love in itself. And I didn't have to pay to get it played. That's a good deal. It's a blessing. It's, it was a blessing. I even got an interview out of that ordeal. Okay. On live radio. That was a blessing in itself. But 103 shouldn't be the only one giving me that opportunity. No. Every radio station that that has a opportunity or a platform should give me that opportunity to go in and say, hey, I got some quality stuff, man. It's no cursing. It's good music. It's feel good. It's something that your kids, your grandma, your mom, everybody can listen to and think to themselves, man, it's pretty good. Like, you know it's real when, when you know, like I said, either a grandma or a little kid, they're bumping it 
and it ain't got no cursing, no nothing inside of it. And they feeling it as if there's a, you know, a teenager or an adult who understands exactly what's being said in these records. At the end of the day, man, you want to make stuff that everybody can listen to. And I think if you got something that is quality, man, people should give you a chance. That's all I'm saying. And that goes for every radio station. Shouldn't just be one radio station rocking with our local scene. It's too many artists out here that are starving, trying to get their uh, voices heard. But, you know, nothing's being done about it. And if it is being done about it, a lot of people aren't making it known because think about it. All of these artists that's coming through uh, to these podcasts and certain things like that. You just brought up how they're mentioning they're not getting played. So that means no. That means I'm not the only one on here saying, man, more artists need to be getting played from the city, man. Like people should be getting plugged better. But I also remember what I said. If it's dope, play it. If it's not. Like you say, pump it or dump it. Uh, that's that's what we do here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we 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 get a lot of music. It's simple, <laughs> you know. We, even with our podcast, we get a lot of music that flows right, through. Right, right, right. And and I and I've said this on previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. I I give it the one minute rule. The one minute rule. Because you know you might be singing at the first twenty seconds. All right. right, all right. I give it the one minute rule. One minute rule. Now, if you ain't caught me the first minute, you sure ain't gonna catch me in the, in the last part in, the, in the next part, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's jamming. I'm with it. Shut up. If not, then I ain't going to fool with it. You know, most big record companies give you 10 seconds. They do. Up, out of here. <laughs> hey, I, I give you a minute. That's 30. Well, what's the average song? Three minutes? Three and a half? Three minutes. Yeah, so three I give you half, 33%. Yeah. Hey, if you ain't come out. Hey, ain't come out to you by then. And a lot of times I email it to them. And what y'all think? Will you take a collective vote? Mm-hmm. Nah, well, let's move on to the next one. I mean, it, it, it's business, you know what I'm saying? Straight up. I heard 90s flow. Ain't that it? 90s flow? Yeah, that's right. 90s yeah, flow. 90s I was flow. like, mm-hmm. it ain't 90s music, 90s flow. 90s flow. Oh, first 10, 15 seconds. I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. Well, that's what I want. It, this is good. You know, you put, turn the beat. It was a familiar beat, and right? You want that. that yeah, familiar exactly. beat. So, okay, Something so you automatically look like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember this. My mom used to call my damn afro yeah. to this, that's okay? Right. To that's the right. beat. Classic, right? <laughs> uh, you want something classic. <laughs> so then when exactly. you come on rapping to it, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, okay. Then I went and listened to some of your other music, which was just as good. So, I mean, why, why I'm talking about 90s flow. Let's talk about what you're doing currently okay. and what you got coming up. Okay. Uh, well, you, you mentioned 90s Flow. Uh, that's the single off of uh, the new album that's about to get ready to uh, come out entitled The Vans Project. And uh, Vans stands for versatile, ambitious, new, and skilled. Uh, but also Vans is my uh, favorite shoe. So it's it's also a play off of that. Okay. So, uh, um, basically, that's uh, the new album that's about to drop. But we're holding it because we're about to hit y'all with uh, "Glad to Be Slept On" too, which is uh, a mixtape that I actually released a solo mixtape, "Glad to Be Slept On," the first one in 2011. And since that moment, we've been waiting and waiting, and everything is just uh, in perfect timing. And right now we're trying to give y'all a bridge leading into the Vans project. So glad to be slept on too. That'll be dropping at the beginning of the summer and it is free and I'm going to be passing it out everywhere, but it'll also be on all digital outlets. So people who are out of town, 
people who in other states, countries, they can download it. And that's that's uh, what the next move is, is creating quality music uh, to give y'all for the free. So, you know, hopefully uh, whenever uh, I actually drop a project that is for money, you won't have a problem uh, supporting a local artist who is just trying to be just like every artist that you listen to who has a big name, whether it's J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, whoever, because we'll drop money to go get that new Kendrick Lamar city. But um, sometimes we kind of stray away from actually supporting our own. Kendrick Lamar may, may ask for $15, $20. I've seen artists out here ask for a dollar, and people act as if they don't got it. And to me, that's shameful. It's disgraceful when it comes to an artist or a podcast you know, who is looking for support and people don't want to support that because at the end of the day, all those people y'all rocking with were once nobodies trying to get their names out there, trying to get popping, trying to get heard. And they were grinding and everybody was, you know, probably telling them, man, uh, uh, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they got turned around by a few people. I'm sure Cole got turned around by a few people. I'm sure Kendrick Lamar got turned around by a few people. When they first told them, hey, I want to do this, they were like, nah. But now that they're on, everybody supports them. And it seems like people only support you when you're on. So my advice towards uh, the city would be to support your own. Start getting on your own uh, people's stuff so you can support them before they get to the big stage and they're making all kinds of money. And now you want to support them. Support them when they're on the come up. That way we look like a city that actually has some unity for once. Already, you got anything badass? Like, uh, like shows, man. Like, you got any shows coming up? Uh, eventually, yes. But right now, I think the focus is getting this uh mixtape out to y'all. Like, cause once the music is popping, we can actually uh get some more shows, you know, going. I actually just performed in the LA Music Prize uh that just passed up, and I got uh the People's Choice Award, which was a big deal to me. Because, you know, that means you're the fan favorite. Out of all the, you know, acts that came out on stage, that means everybody loved your performance rather than the other acts that were on the stage. So that was a huge blessing, man. I mean, I didn't have to get that. The fans didn't have to respond so well to me uh, in that regard. But that was the last performance I did, and that wasn't too long ago. But I said all that to say that, I'm definitely trying to do more performances and get the stuff out there. Uh, but as far as right now, the focus is getting this uh, project done for y'all and giving y'all music to actually bump, listen to, grow with, understand, hear it, learn the words. And by the time y'all learn it, I'm telling you, hey, man, I got a show coming up. Y'all ready to you know, rock with it? And then y'all know the words. Y'all understand what I'm actually talking about. We already know truth. We already know what he's coming with. We know the words. Let's rock it. Like I've been, you know, I'm ready to support. So I think that's what we're doing. We're trying to build a, a solid support system. That's what we're doing right now. Trying to get more people on the music. And this is the platform. I mean, the Takeover Podcast, this is y'all helping me to get my voice heard. Yeah, get your, and hopefully. Get your yeah, core. There it is. Your core. Yeah. Out there. Yes. That's what y'all are doing for me. That's why I'm, I'm grateful. Y'all are, are basically helping me 
get a core audience together and get them prepared for when the project actually drops. And then they listen to it and they become supporters of it. And they're like, I rock with this. All right. So whenever you come out with the next project, let me know. I'll support it. And you know, that hundred turns to 200, that 200 goes up to 500, you know, it, it, it jumps. And like I always say, man, whoever uh, supports me, that's who I'm focusing on. Already. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of and what, how, you know, him speaking to it. What's that? Okay, you remember on the Connect, how Slim, how Slim Thug was talking like, you know, I can't put you on. First thing you need to do, you need to get off your butt and go develop your own fan base. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. your core fans and everything you said, I'm like, man, this dude, you, you're doing it. Yeah, I'm trying, bro. You're I doing am. it because like Slim was like, man, he said, I don't try to reach everybody. I reach out to people that supported me. There it is. brought me up to this statue of this pedestal. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, after that, you don't have to, you don't care about nobody else. I'm putting out music for my fans. For your fans. Who's going to support me. That's what you focus on. That's what you focus on. That's dope, man. For the people that rock with you, man. At the end of the day, you're going to have people that don't like you. (laughs) That don't like your music. Your job is to uh, be the best person you can be. And for the people that do like your music, who do support it, make sure that they know you care that they support your music. And see, that, that's what gets me about a lot of artists now. They want to be the, uh, they want to be in the in crowd. For mm-hmm. instance, you know, you want to sound like somebody else. Like, right, right. You can't sound like nobody else and expect to build a, a core, deep, hearted fan base. Oh, How? for sure. For sure. When you sound sure. like, you want to sound like him, you, you, like, or they okay, already got him. Another, it's already, you <laughs> right, know, right, right. He's taking. Right. Yeah, right, right. He's taking. So yeah, exactly. It, it yeah. kills me with a lot of artists, man. Like, man, you got to develop your own style, your own flow. For sure. Everything. Your right. personality. And, you know, sitting here listening to you talk, you you know what you want to reach. You know what your message is. And you, you're reaching out for that Trying. support. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, you're just different from a lot of artists, and I like that. You I know appreciate what it, bro. that. That that what gets me. I like people like that. You know, reaching for their own people. Yeah, not I reaching mean, for nobody it. else. Not trying to be nobody else. Like, yeah. hey, this is my core. This is what I want to do. I'm looking for the support. Definitely, definitely. That's it. Y'all hit it right on the head. That's where I'm at. Well, true. Where 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 can the fans find your music at? Uh, well, I have my own website. It's uh truthmusic.com. Uh, I have all kinds of stuff on there. I'm also on Pandora, Truth Music Radio. Truth Music is spelled T-R-O-O-F. Music is spelled correctly, M-U-S-I-C. And uh, literally on all uh, social media outlets, it's the exact same thing. All my stuff is under Truth Music. All right. Kind of shout outs you want to give out before Um, we wrap it up. Man, as always, shout out to God. Shout out to my wife, my son, uh, everybody who has ever supported me. I'm uh I'm grateful and uh, I got more music on the way for y'all. Already, already. So um badass, you got any last minute parting shots of oh, ain't, ain't no telling whatever you well, do. How is your son? Uh he's great. He's great. Yeah. But how old is he? Oh, he's seven months. Oh, now. okay. You got us about a couple months. We yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Four months and uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, both of y'all, y'all got man. newborn sons. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, yeah so man. Shout out to my That's son. awesome. By the way, congratulations. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. Same to you. Thank shout you. Shout out to my Thank son you. and my lady back at home and fam. And you know, happy early Mother's Day. Definitely, get, man. You know, get off. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. So that's about it for me, man. All right. Yeah.
you know, what I normally do around this time, shout out the affiliates. You know, Supernatural Barbershop down there in Bossier City, right there by Barksdale Air Force Base. If you don't want them edges all messed up, any messed up haircuts, anything like that, go holler at my boy D at Supernatural Barbershop. We ain't put no shade on no other barbers, but that's my boy. That's where I go. So, hey, I get, I get a little something for a little, you know, a little shout out for him already. Um, put your own game podcast, man. Our brothers up there in Dallas, in Gleason Show. What's up? Man, I can't wait for that 100th episode for y'all. So we'll be there in the building. So shout out to y'all. Um, slaughterhouse.com, where we are um, syndicated at every Friday from 5.30 to 6.30. Slaughterhouse.com. Go ahead and, and listen to that radio station. We like that screwed and chopped that Texas feel. If you are inspiring artists, man, hit up Vic at Slaughterhouse, man. You might could get your music on there. So hit him up. Other than that, oh. Renata, the Renata Soul Show, KHAMRadio.com. Man, go ahead, go ahead and support that right here in Shreveport. Man, look here. The biggest thing for this, we got a lot of talented artists here in Shreveport. Go support these brothers and sisters. You can stream music now for free. Give them a listen, man. Give them a comment. Give them a like, man. Give them some inspiration to keep doing what they're doing. They are extremely talented, but. Without us, they're not going to be able to move the way they want to move. Go out there and support these hardworking artists. For real, for real. You support the rich people that's already rich. Let's go ahead and start building our own stars. Because if a disaster happens down here in Shreveport, the stars that you support are not going to be there. But our artists here in the city, they will be there. So let's go ahead and build our own stars and, and build us a little utopia down here. We don't need the, we don't need the mainstream. We don't need the big labels. Let's go ahead and, and get what we need going down here. So usually around this time, we go ahead and do our, our unsigned hype song uh, of the day or of the show. So what we're going to do, we're going to give it over the truth and let him introduce whatever single he won't feature on this show. So we about to go ahead and hand it over. Go ahead, man. Go ahead and introduce uh, the single that you won't uh, feature. The single uh, tonight is the one that I've been plugging for a while now, but... Uh, I'm uh, excited to say that uh, this is going to be that summer anthem. It's entitled 90s Flow. Oh. And uh, that's what I'm rocking. Oh, ready. 90s Thank Flow. From, from myself, Truth Music, Badass Billy. Hey, go cop that 90s Flow. It's only 99 cents. Quit being cheap. Y'all let that buying that $2 <laughs> bill. Go ahead and spend 99 cents on that 90s Flow single on iTunes. Thanks for the support, people. All ready. We out of here. It's that 1990 flow, we messing with that, yeah. Uh, let's bring this hip hop back. It's that bad boy Biggie flow, we messing with that, yeah. Uh, uh, yo, I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. Wise words from Biggie Smalls on this one mic. I deliver a true spitter. Hey, this that summer vibe. This the type of music make the world wanna come aside. Rolling down the boulevard, checking out the nice cars. A lot of women on the scene and they smiling hard. Probably cause they looking for a cool dude to chill with. You know the truth, man. I'm always on that realness. I got them tripping off the way I rhyme. Hey, this that Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff, summertime. Flowing like I never left. I'm just an ordinary king. Bringing real music back, yeah, now I mean on my grizzly for the fam. It's cool when we come together. I ain't seen them in a while, man. It ain't nothing better. Look, hey, this that vibe music. So sit back, just relax, y'all and vibe. Yeah, look, look, let's bring this hip hop back. 
Just that 1990 flow, who messing with that? Yeah, look, let's bring this hip hop back. Just that bad boy Biggie flow, who messing with that? Yeah, uh -huh. let's bring this hip hop back. Just that 1990 flow, who messing with that? Yeah, uh -huh. let's bring this hip hop back. Just that death row pop flow, who messing with that? Uh, 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 yeah, look. You know they hate when people, they come together. Sharing positivity, doing it for the better. Pac said it best, all lives on me. I guess you can't be a cool Christian, we gon' see. I came to revamp the game. Show them that we not a stereotype. Stop taking aim at our people. That's why the black, we should love every race. We God's people. I just hope that y'all can relate back to the music. Lose it, you ride. Cruise it, you old school groove it, you dancing, move it. I make this rap song for people who wanna feel good. This for the people on your porch in your neighborhood. Thinking about the struggle and thinking about the pain. I just pray for better days in your life you gain. Yeah, uh, hey, this that vibe music. So sit back, just relax, y'all and vibe to it. Yeah, <laughs> let's bring this hip hop back. This that 1990 flow, who messing with that? Yeah, look, let's bring this hip hop back. This that bad boy Biggie flow, who messing with that? Yeah. Look, let's bring this hip hop back. This that 1990 flow, who messing with that? Yeah, look, let's bring this hip hop back. This that death row pop flow, who messing with that? Yeah, uh, 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 uh. uh. Who'd thought we'd make it to better days? Showing God's love, enjoying the sun rays while the kids playing ball. Food steady cooking, and we ready for the meal, man. So everybody looking, giving thanks for the blessings. Ain't nobody stressing. Pops probably looking down from heaven. Tell him, son. Tell the truth, it's the way I was raised. I'm just trying to take the music back to old days. Old school vibes with a new school twist. It's the type of music that make you reminisce to the words and the beat. The bass through your speakers. And man, I ain't even need a feature. I'm the poor city savior. Allendale raised me. Moms put me in, then my pops engagement. <laughs> hey, it's that vibe music. So sit back, just relax, y'all, and vibe to it. Yeah, look, let's bring this hip hop back. This that 1990 flow, who messing with that? Yeah, look, let's bring this hip hop back. This that bad boy Biggie flow, who messing with that? Yeah, look, let's bring this hip hop back. This that 1990 flow, who messing with that? Yeah, look, let's bring this hip hop back. This that death row pop flow, who messing with that? Yeah, uh, uh, uh. nice.